years ago he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud, how does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote, this shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred, I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Yeah, I'm prepped. All right. Hi, Uh, Mike. (laughs) That was podcast related. <laughs> Wasn't. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. I'm Mike. And this is episode 20. <gasps> can you believe we made it? I can. I'm, I'm thrilled. It's at this. We have almost as many episodes as I have years of life. Okay. Oh, no, wait. Other way around. <laughs> I'm trying to say I'm young and sprightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a tiny twink. I'm not a twink. I never was a twink. I wanted to be. Despite your grand ambitions? I, yeah, you know what? I was attracted to so many twinks, so I felt like I wanted to fit myself in there, but it just wasn't me. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, you've always been a little swarthy, huh? Swarthy? Like dark-featured and mm. dark-haired? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, my brother and sister came out with full heads of hair, <laughs> but I came out with like a little like Benjamin Button style crown. You know what I mean? The hair I on just like, my brother and sister came out like, oh, oh you mean when they were born? <laughs> of the whom? Of the whom. Straighties don't have to come out, but. You were a tiny little Benjamin Button? I was a little Benjamin Button. Speaking of vaginal birth, is that how you were born? Through a vagine? I was born through a vagine. I'm okay, so third. you're not a platinum star guy. I'm the third baby, so by the time I came out, my mom was just like, <laughs> I'm sure that's how right she out. describes it. <laughs> Make a note for when she's a guest on the podcast. We'll have to ask her about that. How was it? I'm sure I was pleasant. You I'm just sure water was... slided right out of there. Woo! <laughs> I'm sure I was pleasant. You would think that. No, I am not a platinum gay, but I am a gold star gay. Oh, are you? You know, I almost said good for you, but I think those terms are pretty gross. They, yeah, they're so much gross in gay culture in general we've talked about this like oh you get a gold star because you've never even touched a pussy um no i'm neither a platinum nor a gold star <gasps> had, had sex with a woman two <gasps> ew cam <laughs> first of all how dare you say ooh? also no, not- i kind of agree because of the circumstances but how dare you shame yeah, me I, yeah well I just know you to be so, so, so gay that it just feels so wrong. <laughs> feels like you knew better. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, uh, I did know better. It wasn't good for anyone involved either time. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, I had some messy moments in my drunken youth. Can you explain this process to me? Yeah. Um, was this like last week? Does Peter know? Was it a high school girlfriend? <laughs> they were all before I turned all. They were both. Before I even turned 18. Okay. Um, so and nothing counts. Your record was wiped clean. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> those, those records have been expunged. Um, I am sad to admit that I took the by train to gay town, as they say. Mm-hmm. I took that too. Uh-huh. It's a uh, short journey. <laughs> short journey. Uh, a lot of gay men come out as bi first because it's just easier to say that you're bisexual than it is to say that you're gay because you don't have to give up that whole like toxic, not even toxic, but that like traditional masculinity that's associated with being attracted to women. I hope that's not true anymore. That's how I felt growing up Mm -hmm. that like, at least if I was 
Um, if I was bi, it was a little less gay. It's like, I'm gay, but I'm a top. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. All those like ways to hold on to some masculinity. Yeah, it's pretty and gross. I hope that is no longer how kids feel. And bisexuality now is so much more, like people are actually acknowledging it. it you know, we've talked a lot about, you and I have personally talked a lot about the fact that there's, in our society in general, there used to be a lot of bi erasure. People pretended like bisexuality wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a lot of gay men and gay women probably abused the bisexual community by giving them a bad rap as coming out as bi and then immediately hmm. only being gay. Bisexuality is real. It's a thing. We're talking about it. People are bi. And yeah, I I was part of the problem. Uh, came out as bi to some friends in uh, in high school. Um, and I went to this party. My, um, my cousin was house-sitting and having a bunch of her older friends over. She was kind of a bad influence. And uh, I say bad influence. She was cool. We had a really good time. We used to be close. Bad uh, influence. It was math. It was fine. <laughs> She was a bad influence for me at the time because I was like a little goody two shoes and one of her friends was over that was like two or three years older than me. She took it upon herself to fuck me back towards the straight side of things, I think. And uh, that was, I don't think, good for anyone. (laughs) Pretty confident it was. It was awful. It was the first time I got drunk, uh, and I ended up in we, my cousin was and house. A woman. Yeah, my cousin was house sitting, and we were in. I was like the master bedroom of this these poor people, uh, and I just I remember having very fast mediocre sex and Ew. getting right out of that bedroom, being like, "I did it. Oh, it's done." Yeah, that's 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 how you know you're straight. I did it. It's over. <laughs> See, <Thank God>. See? <laughs> uh, and then. Yeah, the other woman was uh, when I was a senior in high school, uh, and it was one of my classmates who knew I was gay, and we were at a theater party, and long story short, we got hammered. We went skinny dipping in November in Indiana. It was so cold, so we got in the shower to warm up, and our drunk asses started having sex. I I only really remember one shameful moment where I was, uh, well, bleep all of this, please, Uh, hit and I look over and I see one of my best straight guy friends who were still friends to this day. Just, it, he had been walking by. We left the door open to the bathroom and he was walking by and just stopped and looked like so confused. Like, why is my gay friend having sex with this woman Talk about with the door open? He just sat there and watched. Uh, he just like was passing by and like looked him? over. So trashy. Uh, oh. And that is the last woman I ever, uh, ever blessed with up. my dick. Uh-uh. <laughs> disgusting <laughs> kidding joking it's well that is woman i ever made sweet love to i'm gonna go barf real quick but when i come back <laughs> i also i took plenty of showers with friends from high school i was naked with friends from high school all the time it was plenty weird. of showers yeah. just like oh i'm so dirty would you come over and take a shower with we literally used to like run around naked and shower together but all platonic it was very weird we were just always naked but like, okay pretty unsexual i don't know uh i've been yeah i've had platonic showers with friends in my youth it's kind of a weird thing i don't really know how to describe that from a sociological perspective other than it's a thing that happens with so young shan't. people <laughs> so we shan't but i never ever ever had sex with them i don't even touch and finger and eat none of that I, but i did please name more things that you could have not fist. done <laughs> <laughs> here's a list of all the things i did not do and i have not done to a vagina uh-huh. uh, to Shave. a vagina <laughs> uh so i am a gold star but i did date many women women little girls Ew. Oh, that sound- <laughs> <laughs> Young ladies. <laughs> Not women. Little girls. Little girls everywhere I turn. I can see them.
Oh, that tickled me good. I was dating someone a couple years older a than me. A young woman. I was dating a young woman a couple years older than me, and we were in the costume closet by the theater department. Where Gay. All the, yep. All the most salacious stuff happened. And uh, she asked me to prom, and I was like, before uh, I answer that, I want to tell you that I'm gay. And she was like... Duh. <laughs> I wish she had said duh. That would have been better. You know what she said to me? Oh, no. What? She said, you're probably going to get AIDS and die. <gasps> Ew, that is offensive. Yeah, it was awful. It was terrible. Um, that scarred me a little bit. You know how neurotic I was about all kinds of was. <laughs> I'm way less neurotic nowadays. That's, that is true. You are you like even information in the last, and prep, like, two man. Years. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, that being said, I'm a gold star. This is way, way, way more straight talk than I ever need. Although... <laughs> well, you're gonna get so much <laughs> this week. We have invited the first, not one, but two straight voices onto this podcast ever. The infamous. Michaela and Kick. Kick and Mick, as they are always referred to in the journal. They are. Um, so we're going to hear some of these stories from uh, a different point of view. Slash, I don't know, I'm just curious to see what they've thought about this whole process. So uh, we have that to look forward to. Yeah, I think you've painted yourself in a very specific light over the past 19 episodes. Yeah. So I'm get, trying to see some cracks in that veneer. I'm scared of having straighties into this space. Okay, you need to not <laughs> insult them. We are in their home. Breeders! Okay, they. I, this feels so like underwhelming. We need like a very special introduction. I've got just the person. Come in. <laughs> Hello. Without further ado... <laughs> Was that, was that Canadian share? <laughs> <laughs> She's a Mountie. Oh, oh my God! Oh, you heard you heard her say it. Canadian shares here to introduce. I was so ready for that impression to be good. So many problems. Also, why share? We need someone like straight to get ready for. Let's do some straight voices. All right, bro. Oh, that was okay. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I was trying to do my brother when I'm doing a straight voice. He's not this deep. <laughs> I'm going to take the clip of <laughs> you saying, I always try to do my brother. And I'm going to bring that back at a really inopportune moment for your life. You'd have to do an edit first, wouldn't you? <gasps> <gasps> uh, I'm leaving. Y'all ready for this? Without further ado. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. You know him from rescuing hats from the water, flying kites, and riding bikes downhill through Scandinavia. It's Mike's brother from another mother, Kick! Hello! Hi, Kick. I'm here. In your own house. I'm in the house. You're in your house. I'm in my house. (laughs) It looks beautiful. I love what you've done with the place. (laughs) And also, you know her from passing out on lawns, throwing up in tenders, and generally being an HR nightmare. It's Michaela! (laughs) Woo! Oh my god. This is so lovely. (laughs) Thank you for that. Hi, Michaela. Hi, Kick. Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing? So good. So excited to be on the show. I'm nervous. (laughs) Of course you are. I didn't set that up nicely for you. Why? why, Don't be nervous. We're just going to talk about your most embarrassing moments. This is a real Mm -hmm. microcosm of what we've already discussed. You're always like playing with kick and then telling embarrassing stories about (laughs) I want to say a couple things at the start. One, thank you both for um, A, being on and for letting me uh, tell some more personal stories about you and for being such a good freak in sports. Also, quick programming note, we are in... um, a different house this time, so you may hear a little different sound, but yeah. it's just because we need a big space for this big old Montley crew. Yeah, we had to come spread out down in San Diego. And lastly, I have a little bit of a cold, so I'm going to be a baritone today. 
Also, it's why Michaela's sitting all the way across the room from me. <laughs> Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> Don't breathe my direction. Um, she's doing what I refer to as cold shaming. She's cold shaming me. Um, it's like, can you blame her? Well, she's currently starring as Anita in a production of West Side Story, and she's scared of me spreading my germs. I'm fine, though. It's a brother-sister thing. Whatever. <laughs> it is. It's just a week. It'll be over. I'm sure we've covered this on the podcast and saying that so in, with so much incredulity because I'm not sure. But Incredulity? What a word. Everyone mm. knows that Kick and Michaela are married, right? Yes, I definitely said they're married. They're married now, but even if they weren't fucking married, it doesn't make a fucking difference. Uh, all right, so we've established that. So we're we're here with the happy couple, <laughs> <laughs> the happy thruple. <laughs> hey guys, I'm including myself on that. So you love to tell people that you also married the three of us and we're all married together. <laughs> yeah, I did at the I, same time. I literally married them. I was the officiant, so I just tell people individually that I've married Kick and I married Michaela. It's just it's misleading. I like to. Bury I married her. <laughs> yeah, I bet everyone loves that. That's mm-hmm. not you. Um, wait, though, I didn't know that you officiated their wedding. I did. They were the first wedding. Their, the their wedding. Like they're not, I didn't know he officiated your wedding. <laughs> uh, I did. I had to edit it nearly as much as I edit this podcast. So I started off with, it was mostly about me and I brought it down to just about half about me. We had a lot of trust in you. You did. I didn't, we heard his draft the night before the wedding, just completely we were like, just do it. Okay. Oh, we had trust a you. welcome party and everyone was on the pool having the best time. And me and Michaela were sweating it, like trying to finish our vows. And this is the first time we've had Michael's full like speech. And we're like, oh, okay. It'll be fine. <laughs> he was very good. Were you happy with it though? It was amazing. Okay. We were like, just chill a lot of nerves. Why I started this podcast, there's so many stories I wasn't allowed to say in your wedding speech that I wanted to say here. <laughs> the you world's... saved us like $500. Oh, nice. Yeah. Actually, I'll... you owe me $500. <laughs> <laughs> Be like the world's worst wedding speech. Just you trying to tell all these stories while officiating their wedding. When they first met and railed on... <laughs> Uh, I had a question about heteros reproduction. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you know all about that. Can you believe how straight he was? I can. Ew. I see Ew. it. Yeah, I, I I didn't know that you were unaware of my sordid history with women. So was that surprising to you too? A little. Two. Two is maybe more surprising. I would have said maybe one. I was surprised may- as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this morning. I, I feel like I can usually shocked. guess. I feel like I can. You can tell. guess who's had sex with yeah. who. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just pointing at strangers in the street. Mm, 23 men and four women. <laughs> it's quite a skill. Uh, I was yeah, I was surprised, but then we haven't really had a lots of one-on-one time. No, we haven't. We've I had one like date when I came out to date? LA. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, Michael set us up. Bro date. Yeah. He was like, I'm not there. Go and see Cam. Drive up there and have fun. This was. And you didn't ask him if he'd ever had sex with a no, woman. No, I, I, I assume you tell me when I go back. <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, when uh, Mike and Michaela were on their last ship contract. Um, I was living in LA and Kick was down here in San Diego and Mike was setting us up from afar. He's like, "You guys have to be friends while I'm gone." <laughs> we didn't do a great job. We did meet up the one time, but we had a nice time. If I do say so myself, we did. <laughs> Real quick before we start asking questions, Kick, explain your accent. People don't um, know where you're from. Everyone thinks I'm South African. Explain it daily. Uh, I actually... To me every day. I'm like, where again? <laughs> uh, I grew up near Liverpool in the northwest of England. Um, over the river. So it's actually Merseyside. So I have this kind of... They call it a posh accent. Scouse accent. So, Scouse and posh? I thought that was the opposite. Did you say posh? Well, Scouse is the, is the accent in the region for Liverpool. Scouser is what 
is referred to as a Liverpoolian. So I'm a Liverpoolian. People call me a plastic scouser because I'm fake. So I'm not really from Liverpool. It's not a plastic scouser. It's a plazzy scouser. Oh, a plazzy scouser. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That so, is deep. <laughs> I, I thought you were just going to say you're from Liverpool. I didn't know oh. it, it ran that Oh, it's the whole thing. Okay. And so whenever I meet English people over here, I say, oh, I'm from... I just told you. Um, they're like, fuck off. <laughs> no way. Are you Liverpoolian. That seems super rude. Like, oh. So, yeah. So you have to describe... I, just, I had to describe it and no one wants to hear the, the specifics. Oh, of so you're not allowed yeah. to say you're just from Liverpool because you don't have a Yeah, if I told a Liverpoolian yeah. that, they'd be like, nah. <laughs> I'm going to start answering everyone that way. Where are you from? Uh, New York. Fuck off. <laughs> so people, people have tell, said, oh, where are you from? Are you from France or Germany? I'm like... What? <laughs> Why those two places? Are you Russian or Japanese? <laughs> somewhere between there. This is me speaking fluent English, bitch. <laughs> but I think somewhere along the lines, like um, having working in restaurants, having to say like your words like basil over basil and oh, trash sure. over bin. And I uh, want to hijack bin because we call each other trash all the time. So we're like, oh, you're bin. <laughs> that's no. That's bin. They don't call you a trash can. You should. <laughs> <laughs> no, cum dumpster. Cum just come in. Oh, see, this is going <laughs> to be just go. fine. Oh, I wish. He told uh, me to dream big. <laughs> I wish. He got he got a temporary tattoo on his forearm. It said, come slut. <laughs> <laughs> you were just feeling it. You were like, maybe this weekend I am. I don't yeah, know. I'm going to call myself a cum slut and I'm going to live my truth. <laughs> my truth is like, dream big, bitch. Be a cum slut. <laughs> Don't tell him. Oh, yeah. Uh, what? Nothing. Uh, Where's my journal? Baby took a tumble. Jesus, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. It's fine. So we have this whole very colorful cast of characters on this podcast that affected you guys as much, if not more than me. Mm. Right, yeah. And I'm curious to like dive into those a little bit. <laughs> um, I realized that we each kind of had our own lead villain. I never knew that you were on the ship with some Machiavellian villain. Hindsight is everything. I didn't, I guess, in the moment, didn't realize how truly terrible some of these people are, are behaving. I had Argentina. Kick. Yours was, do you know who's... Oh, who? Swass. 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 <laughs> Someone's been listening. And Michaela's villain, very clearly, was... No! Yeah. <laughs> Known to listeners as awful lead singer. <laughs> she posted on my Facebook recently with a memory from the cruise ship, and uh, I got nervous that she could be finding this and hearing. But there's nothing to be nervous about. It's all true and factual. It's just 100% the truth. I am glad, though, to have someone to commiserate with me on that, that fear, because, like, I'm worried often about mm. the people who are going to hear this. I'm like, oh God, what? Like, you well, know. especially when you give them names like awful lead singer, you can't come back. From <laughs> Do that. not give that. You gave her that name. <laughs> Based on facts in the <laughs> journal, you said. But man, she couldn't hold a tune in a bucket. End quote. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I better just stop while I'm quit while I'm behind and whatever. <laughs> this is going to turn I... into a full Andy Cohen Bravo reunion special. <laughs> We're going to be throwing the journal. We're gonna... <laughs> well, one thing checked off the list. <laughs> I do have to say, I think I had two villains. I think we know her as meth mouth here. Uh-huh. Meth mouth. Yeah. Fat shaming me. And yeah, really gross things yeah, that interesting. Telling me I drank too much and did too much. Yeah. Well, I'm going to kind of um, use you as a, you're going to have to represent all women. So sorry for representing 50% I'm of the ready. population. But, you know, we represent all gays. Accepted. Perfect. <laughs> uh, you had 
you're the only one with those moments in here. When I tell these stories, that all those shaming moments are about you, and you are the only right. main woman character in here. Right. And it's interesting that, that I mean, it's, not, it's obvious why that happens. What's interesting is I I wouldn't revisit it in my mind if it weren't for listening to your podcast. And so thinking about it, I was 20 years old. I would have I wouldn't have taken one second of that bullshit now at 27. But 21 when you had all those drinks, right? Uh, yes, 21. <laughs> yes, 21. We were in Europe. That's true. Uh, yeah. She didn't go through a supervisor. She told me that I was too fat and that I like. So you're specifically referencing this moment? She's the cruise director's assistant. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Pulls Michaela aside, says to Michaela, If I give you an alcohol test right now, would you pass? Because we had that crew party the last night and we all were drinking, but for some reason she like grabbed her. And Michaela's like scared she's gonna be fired. And the lady's like, oh, you shouldn't be partying. Uh, and also, you've put on weight. Yes, yeah. Yeah. At 20, I was scared, and I thought I was going to be fired, and I thought that she was legitimate and had reasons to, to criticize me. And now looking back, seven years later, I am an HR nightmare. I would have gone straight to <laughs> HR and complained. Um, it's very valid, because when you were in rehearsals, people got fired left, right, and center. So like, you were scared as your first real mm-hmm. like international job. And like you didn't want to step on toes and stuff. So like that, yeah, it's hard, especially being 20. Referring to it as an international job. She's since become a (laughs) world-class espionage agent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a terrifying position to be in as a young person and not understand like really how these things work and, you know, where the lines are and who is allowed to give you feedback and all that kind of stuff. It was my first professional job. I had dropped out of college and moved to New York City alone, and it was my first professional job. I, I didn't know what was what. Very interesting, though. That's a really good point, Kick, because I was also horrified of being fired, and you don't know, so we were just, we were take, taking it really cautiously, but there's there's a difference between being cautious about your job and putting up with absolute bullshit. From an outsider's perspective, it seems like they're always holding your employment over your head. More than, mm-hmm. like, normally when you get a job, you get a job and you have it unless you fuck up. But here, it's like... Mike got the job, moved to Florida to, for rehearsals, and then the entire time through rehearsals, he was waiting for the other shoe to drop and someone to be like, never right. mind, you have to leave. We're going to hire someone right. else in your place. You, like the, the entire time, they're like, we don't like how you're acting, what you're wearing, or how you're right. wearing it or whatever. Totally. For no good reason, you're doing your job, you're showing up, you're singing, all this kind of stuff, and you're right. behaving, you're not getting in trouble, minus the throwing up on the tender, but you didn't get in trouble. <laughs> Michaela threw up in Tinder. I knew it was coming. <laughs> what is Tinder? Tinder as a the little... If you can't port right up in the city, you have to put an anchor down and take a little boat to the city. Oh, okay. It was like too shallow. Jay, awful lead singer, Mm -hmm. was with her on this tender boat and is rubbing her back and saying, it's okay, let it out. Just throw up. You'll feel better. Do it. In front of guests, knowing full well that it'd get her fired. Knowing full fucking well. So she does. She throws up in the tender inside the boat. And I think this is... I'm stressed out for her knowing that she didn't even get fired, but still... Um, but it's like this, this, like they're kind of holding you hostage. Did you right. feel that way, Kick, as an instrumentalist? Like, did they do that with the band, or was this like the like mainly with the singers and dancers? Well, the singers had such a um, like they were on stage all the time. They were just the face of the of the entertainment department. Sure. We were very much in the back, and we'd be the band, and no one would really know us. Uh, the performers had to like mingle with the guests, so they were they had held at a higher standard, I believe. Okay. We were so, also really privileged. Yeah. We got guest mm. cabins when no one else did. Musicians did not. Right. No, no one else. Well, it was like that apartment was like the most cushy of the whole. Exactly. Like, everyone so that we worked were there. watched. People okay. in the like uh, housekeeping stuff, they would have three to a cabin. Wait, hold on, hold the phone. 
Sorry, I, I am so fascinated. Anyone that listens to this podcast knows I'm like weirdly fascinated with life on a cruise ship. He just wants to be on the Titanic. It's not the same. <laughs> <hand>. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, yeah, but like full like steerage style three people to a room. Yeah. Like a little interior. Kind of- I saw, I walked past one. It was right next to the payroll office. I walked past one. It was open door. There were four or two bunk beds. So four beds, no windows. And I, I just gasped my wall past. I was like, don't you know, worry, Michael and I, I got our full karma back to us on our second contract. <laughs> oh. My second and third Lord, all fucking oh, mighty. Sorry, yeah. Um, but that's the story for another time. <laughs> all right. Well, that's fascinating. Isn't there a reality show about that? Like below deck? Is that big cruise ships or that's is that like the porn you're watching? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's below dick. It's all about the balls. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Was it you or you? The That's other what? Day, talking about balls. What? And how gross balls are. I always talk about it balls. It definitely wasn't me talking about gross balls. It <laughs> wasn't either of you. Talking about how gross balls were. Oh, do you know me at all? <laughs> he's, he's gargling a pair now. <laughs> <laughs> I need more information about this incident. About balls? You've got two. Just take a look. No, actually, I know it was my. I made a new friend. I think all conversations are with the two of you because you're the only people in my lives. But I've recently made some new friends. So pause, pause, pause. How dare I need you to make new friends. Both uh, of the men in the room are horrified that Michaela's made a new friend. No, <laughs> is he a man? Who I'm talking about balls with? No, that's yeah, that's the issue. I need to know how we got from. She's like balls, balls, balls. Oh, I made a new friend. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Do tell. Um. Oh, he's my uh my Bernardo. And we were talking about balls. All right. I don't, I don't love balls. I feel as though balls to women and just go with me here. I'm excited (laughs) for you to make a grand, um, generalization about women with a woman in the room. Yeah. yeah, No, it's, it's going to be great. Balls to many women is the same way as John Mayer is to many gay men. Um, it's a thing that (laughs) just listen to me. Listen, listen. I have a, a, I have a, a big theory that John Mayer does not, translate to gay men <laughs> like every straight white woman i know loves john mayer they're like ah just something I about him like john mayer. okay well here we are you're the exception so thank you for uh keeping me away from my gross generalizations um, i represent all women so exactly. now now it's really messed it's up turned on its head <laughs> i know so many straight white women that love john mayer and i'm like he just doesn't translate to the gays i don't know what it is about him does he like i don't find him sexy at all i know he's a very very talented guitarist um but yeah I, although you know what? maybe that's it because as Kick was saying earlier, he was in the background, but somehow Michaela still noticed him, and I think it was those those fingers moving on yeah. that instrument. That's a, probably a John Mayer thing, too. Those giant sausage fingers. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? Yours or John Mayer's? Oh. Mine. <laughs> Go on. Just inserting my sausage fingers in there. <laughs> That's not good. I don't want to think of your fingers as giant sausages. <laughs> Oh, good. No, go on. I'm, let, 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 let this play out. To finish, <laughs> to finish the analogy, I just think that mm. gay men generally like balls. It's a fun part of the entire experience. And I do not know mm. a single straight woman who is like, I mm. love a good pair of low that hangers. Makes sense. You know what, what it does to you. Yeah. And so when you... Let's throw this out to the listeners so Michaela doesn't have to represent the entire population. How do you feel about balls? Straight women. Gay men, we know. We don't. Thank you. (laughs) Gay men are just going to send us pictures of theirs. (laughs) Again. Remember when I said, who wants to see my butthole? I got so many requests. (laughs) There are absolute dick pics of me floating around. There's no butthole pics. I promise you. Because I don't want to see that. Who wants to see my butthole? That's rhetorical. (laughs) 
That was rhetorical. <laughs> so, Kick, we're talking about villains here. Can you, please, I really want to hear the uh, the moment that broke the, the straw that broke the camel's back with you and Swass. I tried to tell it, but from your point of view... First of all, Swass is the best name I've ever had. <laughs> Perfectly represents him. <laughs> One time, this guy went to the gym and was so sweaty that he came in my room. He sits on my bed near the head. And um, when he got up, there was a huge butt stain um, that penetrated my comforter. Oh, no, 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 Top no, no. sheet, oh. bottom sheet. Oh. And hit the mattress. No. How is he that wet from being in the gym? That is shocking. Your guess is as good as mine. The puddle of, <laughs> the puddle of sweat. No? Is he a liver puddly in himself? Um, He's a butt puddly in. <laughs> More like butt puddly in. <laughs> That's one of the few times I've been, like, furious. And no one was there to see it, apart from Swass, who was sleeping. <laughs> I was there. You were not what? You were in the doorway? Maybe. Yeah, I was there. Oh, with my you. God. Yeah, yeah, because then Kit got a spare cabin, and we... Got to have our own cabin for the first time in the Ooh. entire contract. And we're getting into that in a second. Hold on. <laughs> so you two were getting to be really good friends, and you ended up moving in together? Yeah, so okay. we moved in together. Friends, just friends and, like, work friends. Yeah, we, we started off as friends and cool. uh, for the first two months or something. Yeah. Um, and then we, I must have been coming back to the room to change my shoes or something, because I, I walked in, I knew he was sick, Um. I don't think I knew I had GI. Which is gastrointestinal illness where you're just shitting and puking all day long. Go and, on. And the bane of a cruise ship's like, yeah. existence. Super the contagious. Worst. Yeah, the yeah. worst. So I go into the room um, and I have the bottom bunk. So when someone moves out, you get the bottom bunk, which is the best. But um, So I'm changing my shoes, trying to be quiet because he's sleeping. He's, his curtains are closed up there. And I close my curtains because I don't want people sitting on it. On my bed. So there are, in these bunk beds, they just barely fit in the corner of the room, and there's curtains as your only way for privacy, so you can close yourself into your bed. And I look up, I'm like, what is that? And like, I see him through the curtains, sleeping in my bed, and just duvet over him, everything, on my pillows, and the room is sweltering hot. I'm like, what is going on? I see him, and I just open mouth, gasp, <laughs> and say nothing and just turn around, get the fuck out of there. I gotta go straight to HR. Uh, so you walked into your own room just to grab something, and there's someone sleeping in your bed. Someone's in my bed. Sick. I know he's sick. He's in my bed, and I quote him saying, sweating it out. He, he, he heard us come in, and he like groaned, rolled over. I think that's when you noticed that someone was in your bed. And he was like, hey, I'm just sweating it out. And we just like both jaw to the floor, looked at each other, and left the room. <laughs> he's sweating it out. In your bed. In my bed. <laughs> and I spend the next like, week in Michaela's bed, single bed, just like refusing to go back into my room. Oh, God, you got and shared then I, a single bed? And then I uh, petitioned to get my own cabin, and then I had my own cabin for like a week. Did they, did HR understand? Were they like, that's unacceptable, you can have your own room? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. like, they'd never seen me furious, and I was furious. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I just, yeah. that was. How was your relationship with that guy after that? I mean, that's kind of what it turned. <laughs> I think he was dead to me. <laughs> After that. Okay, let's game this out though, because had you not caught him in your bed sweating it out, oh. what, you would have just gotten back that night and climbed into he wouldn't wet have told me. sheets? Oh my god. I, I'm so grossed out right now. I wanna I actually did that to your bed last night, guys. I was <laughs> my cold is way better. I sweat it out in your bed, so enjoy that. Um I wanna this leads me to ask, you guys shared some pretty uncomfortable spaces and like you were dating the whole time on the ship. I was sharing my room with the person I was fucking. So that was easy. You were not sharing a room. How did you, how'd you make it on the ship? What's crazy is, so I'm sharing a cabin with a, with a girl dancer. Jay is one of the mean girls that we don't frequently talk about as much. 
Jay said that she and Argentina have abs and I have a singer's belly. Huh. <sighs> These people are not kind. That is so fucking rude. Okay, so this is another rude person whose name starts with Jay. I don't care for them. We have a beautiful guest cabin with not bunk beds, but I ended up spending most of my time in Kick's bunk bed. Saying you'd rather fuck with DJ Matt under you than with Jay under you. <laughs> Speaking of that, we had a little code, like we put a magnet or a sock on the door when we wanted to have like private time. Oh. Jay would walk in like every week and just see me completely naked. They once drew a <laughs> diagram on a whiteboard. What? Do you remember that? No. Yes. She was like, here's what I saw when I walked into the cabin. And she, she drew like, a diagram. Yeah. Oh, she was a, either a bit of a voyeur or like there, there was she something going on there. She had already done cruise ships. So she kind of knew this life and knew that, you know, you would have, you are going to want to have sex in your cabin and whatever. And so she told me, we're going to have a system, put a ma- this magnet on the door whenever, you know, either of us is doing something. So I followed her code and three times she walked in on us when the magnet was on the door. So I think that's when it was like, okay, guess we're going to find somewhere else to do this. She's just lurking in the hallway, like waiting for the magnet to go Honestly, up. Honestly, like, we thought she got we... spiteful. She got nasty. She, she got blow drying her hair at like four in the morning. Just being fucking, she was being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that's so that she's shooting herself on the foot there. <laughs> Staying up all night to blow dry her hair. <laughs> I'm going to keep her awake and me too. You we're sleeping in a twin bed. You were, Having sex in a room that you're sharing with a woman who keeps walking in on you. That's we like did. dorm room style. It is. How did you ever have comfortable sex while on this contract? Yeah, well, the, we haven't even gotten to DJ Matt. Then we switched to DJ Matt and oh, things DJ got Matt. a lot easier. Come <laughs> <laughs> you are trying to have sex in Michaela's bedroom where she's got a roommate who keeps walking in on you. I'm trying to have sex in Kick's bedroom where he has a roommate who keeps walking in on you. Or who is there in the bunk bed while you're trying to do it. <laughs> there is no... You pull back the curtains to climb in together and they're sweating it out. Swass was a roommate. DJ Matt was a roommate. Everyone on the ship has seen you fuck at this point. Where? <laughs> I don't think anyone said that. I'm, I'm putting words in their mouths where do you go to have how did you have comfortable sex or did you never until you got off the ship we had sex i wouldn't call it comfortable we had to improvise we did we had a lot of public sex (gasps) i'm sorry oh like like, (laughs) explain to me what public means it was out there (laughs) i think i think the first time was it was um on an overnight in stockholm and we didn't even put a blanket down. We just fucked in a field in the middle of the night. Oh, that's kind of hot. That is hot. It was actually beautiful Where? because it was... Oh. Um, Us two f***ing. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, that's fucking hot. She's like, it was really special. It was beautiful. <laughs> um, it was um, It was like during whatever season has like midnight sun. So it was like kind of light the whole time. Right. And, oh, wow. Um, and light out, not even in the dark. Yeah, it was, it was pretty. We have a picture. Come right after. Of what? A selfie. It was, it was a selfie. We're like smiling. We, like, we like, brought in a photographer. <laughs> so our Instagram picture this week is going to be... Was this Ninja Deathstalk Park? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was I'm like so- shaped like a Ninja Deathstalk from above. Um, we... In um, Copenhagen. We avoided cameras. One of the funnier stories about me having sex in college. We were at a party one night and we were walking back to the dorm and he insisted on walking me back. Uh, we got as far as the campus health center um, and fell into a bush and had sex in a bush like between the bushes and the wall of the health center. And we were just like, no one can see us. Uh, we got done and we looked up and there's a security camera right above us the whole time. Oh my God. Um... Oh, Prop God. closets, dressing oh, rooms. Oh, yes, dressing room locked. We got caught by um, our lighting. Oh, you talked about him. Oh, the one who passed away. 
it's very strange to just kind of think about Emil because he, a couple years after this, passed away. Oh. Was, yeah, he Was he old? No, very young. It was like a freak thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He knew it was up. <laughs> he, like, tried the handle and, like, realized it was locked and just left. And then the next night in the crew bar, he was like, so, last night. <laughs> He's always, like, walking through the theater to yeah. the back. Michael served as a lookout once in a... Um, it was a bathroom. In Saint-Tropez? In Saint-Tropez. Oh, my God. Wait. So it was probably at least a bougie bathroom, right? <laughs> it, eh, yeah, it, it yeah. was fine? Yeah, it was fine. Okay. Yeah, well, it was I, Saint-Tropez. I love that we qualified. This is, like, not the first time bathroom sex has come up on here, and we're like, it's okay. It was a nice bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we like to make sure it was a good one first. Well, it can't be a Starbucks bathroom. Like <laughs> It has been. I know. Well, you could be just, like, banging down the door trying to douche before a date. <laughs> I wasn't anywhere near home, so I, quote unquote, prepared in a Starbucks bathroom. Are you, by preparing, do you mean douched your butthole? I prepared <laughs> in a Starbucks bathroom. You stopped making eye contact all of a sudden. Cam might have um, passed us an area that we had fun times in. I'm sorry, why is Cam watching you have sex now? <laughs> Who has not seen you have sex? I haven't seen him have sex. In he the went bo- there six years later. Yeah, he's, yeah six years What are you he talking about? He was not there. Uh, Blue Lagoon uh, in Iceland. We oh. went there and had that water's opaque. Special time. It's very murky, oh. cloudy. No one knows what's going on below the surface. Also, I will say the Blue Lagoon completely regenerates itself like every hour or something with oh, fresh water. Yeah, I love that. So much water comes through it that it's like fresh water every like X number of hours. That makes me feel better. I have felt some guilt about that. It's refreshing. Um, it, it's, didn't you it mixes in with all the other minerals? Someone <laughs> someone packed it under their face mask. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think you felt guilt because I do remember the story. You told me that a woman, like an elderly lady, was was Michaela's <laughs> <laughs> melting into her chair. <laughs> an elderly woman made eye contact with you guys mid coitus and just shook her head. Michaela could not keep anything from head. her face. She would wear uh, emotions like orgasms on her face. Orgasms <laughs> on her face. <laughs> Michaela was screaming in ecstasy, and, <laughs> and so she did. She made eye contact with this woman, like feeling the guilt, and then this woman was like, oh. "I'm imagining like Samantha Jones style sex in the Blue Lagoon. It must have been a little subtler no than that. Way. Oh, okay. Sex in the City Three, Iceland. It's all just Samantha getting fucking porked in the Blue Lagoon. I'm gonna do a pork count for the end of this episode. <laughs> a pork count. Do you have a pork jar. Uh, I've got a lot of jars so here. So many jars. Untoward touch and pork. Um, we have. The beach in Barcelona the night that my phone got stolen. Michael loves Because you weren't paying attention to your phone? Thank you. Honestly, no, Michael, (laughs) that's the way that Michael loves to tell it. It was gone before that happened. I couldn't Mm -hmm. find it at the bar that we were at before that. At the bar we were fucking in. (laughs) Pre-pork. I really thought that I had left it at my cabin until the next day when my parents finally were able to reach me on the ship and said, "Uh, your phone bill has $6,000 worth of charges. On oh it. my God. It's a thing that happens um, in Barcelona. They, they pickpocket your phone, copy the SIM card, sell it. And then, so it's like, Oh, exponential amount okay. of charges. Multiplied. Mm. Yeah. I hope they got those charges reversed. Yes, yes, yes. Um, when I was a <laughs> teenager, uh, I was, I don't know. Kick, you're my age, right? How old are you? You're born 86, right? 88. 88. Shit, I'm the old man in this room. Okay. <laughs> so when I was a teenager, uh, I got my, I had my first cell phone and I had my first boyfriend who was living a couple towns over. Um, and he 
was really into texting and I didn't know back that texting was new. I right. had never texted in my life. It was back when you had to do T9, you know, I wasn't oh, yeah. allowed. Um, we had texting shut off cause my mom was scared <gasps> of it. Okay. Well, here's the deal. That was really smart of your mom because back then it cost, I did not know this 25 cents to receive a message and five cents to no 25 to send one five cents to receive one. Oof. Damn. I spent over $600 <gasps> texting my boyfriend and my dad like yanked me into our my uh, our family office, and he had never in my entire life did he say, "I'm not gonna tell your mother." Um, that they weren't that kind of parents, but he was like, "I cannot tell your mother because she will freak out." But you charge six hundred dollars. Who are you texting? I'm like, uh, just friends. I don't know, no one. Um, he called Verizon and got the uh, charges reversed. Thank Whoa. God, because had he not, um, I would probably still be in the shit house about that. But uh, anyway. The shit house. Slightly related story. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't get out of the story today. Can't get out of the shit Whoa. house. Very common word. <laughs> we were well, we were talking about lots of uncomfortable sex. And so I, I tell Kick often that that our we had all of our adventurous sex and now it is over. And I don't have sex in water anymore. Water is anti-lube. We don't do that. Water we is don't anti-lube. have sex on grass in parks. We have sex in bed where sex is meant to be. Had. Like grown-ups. <laughs> like fucking grown-ups. <laughs> Sorry, I have to know. We talk so much about lube, and you just briefly mentioned it. The water is an anti-lube. You are a woman who uses lube. Can you please speak for women using fucking lube? People don't do it. Everyone should use fucking lube. That's all. You Everyone heard it here. always. Thank you. I'm Great. passionate about lube. <laughs> there, I, I feel like that's one of those things. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast. So many of my straight female friends try butt sex spontaneously mm-hmm. with a, no douching, and B, no lube. Okay, no. You. Thank you. I, I, thank I, you. Absolutely not. You can't just, like, rom-com style push someone up against a wall and expect to get your dick wet. Like, you just can't. It's one of those weird um, expectations of women. Uh, it's not d- like you have to be wet enough. What's cool, like, yeah. what's cool is, I think, I saw a statistic recently about the amount that women use lube and, like, the previous generation and our generation, and it, it is exponentially more. Oh, good. It's it's becoming so much more mainstream and so much less taboo. But it is important to know to use, like, organic lube that's pH balanced and not going to fuck with your insides. Yes. Like your vagina is so, so sensitive and smart and like self cleaning and you should not put it, it absorbs everything. So you need to put good shit in there. PSA. Appreciate that. (laughs) Trying to be as sex positive as possible. (laughs) And we can't ever talk about this stuff. Just the two of us. We do. We try and then we cut it out because we're like, Mm. we're not supposed to have an opinion on these things. Would you say, (laughs) is it fair to say that you just because you're into it does not mean you're wet? Correct. Okay. I can't, I can't think of the last time that we had sex that I did not use lube. There are so many TV shows like today, like Euphoria, for example. I don't know if anyone here has watched that. It's so good. It's so sex positive. But there are a few instances where someone gets near a pussy and they're like, oh, you soaked through your pants or mm. you're, you're dripping or whatever. I'm like, that is an unrealistic expectation. Men are writing those shows. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I think that's kind of gross. Yeah. Kick. <laughs> Straighty. <laughs> How do you feel about a... Never mind. <laughs> How do you feel about a wet vagina? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes to get it wet. Lube. Speaking for it's just more comfortable. It's just I, everyone's doing it. <laughs> I love, love, love that you guys had to have such creative sex early in your relationship. I mean, it's kind of a fun way. Uh, there, it's a victimless crime. No one's seeing it except for that one old lady in the blue coat. <laughs> but it's kind of a like a. a exciting slash fun way to have started your relationship you know like you have all these stories all these experiences together what 
What is that face? I just realized how Michael first ever heard of me, his first knowledge of me ever. Real quick, Michaela and I have a kind of clandestine way we met. We're both doing the ship. We did not know each other. I had previously been roommates in a random contract many states away with her ex-boyfriend. Seriously? Yes. While yeah. her and her ex-boyfriend were dating, I... Before we were dating. Like while they were... Ho- the start yeah. of your dating, you yeah. were hooking up. I was roommates with this kind of awful guy who's like a very toxically masculine straight dude. You have, mm. you know, you have, you can debate that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Neutral sound. <laughs> anyway, he was telling me about this like woman he was so into and yeah. that he had fucked this girl on a football field. And anyway, eventually, years later, I post that I'm going to do this contract or whatever. And he messaged me and was like, oh, I have a friend who is going to do it as well. She might be there somewhere. There's, there's thousands of people there. I did not know she was going to be on my ship and my partner. Anyway, she gets there. Yeah. He um, said, look out for Michael. He might be in Miami at the same time as you. You might have a friendly face. But there are thousands of people. That is a small it's world. Super weird. Super Can we get weird. hear more about the football field, though? He's <laughs> like, great, you met your friends. So <laughs> actually, there, I do have a fun story about this. It was like maybe one of the first first times we'd hooked up. And he was like, just like notoriously, at that time I would have called him a player. Now I would call him a fuck boy. Uh-huh. And, um, <laughs> ah, language. Ah, lingo, the lingo. Um, and um, it was also a similar situation where he, like, we all obviously had roommates and stuff. We ended up on this football field. And um, how? Uh, what football We were like field? wandering this campus, our, our college campus at oh, night. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And yes, yeah, that's, that's random. Um, and um, I was, oh my God. I hope my parents don't listen to this. I know it's going to give him a blowjob, but I did not know where he, I didn't know if they like listen, this his, be. he, I knew he was such a fuck boy. And so I basically tricked him into thinking that we were about to have sex bef- so that he would put on a condom before okay. I gave him a blowjob. Like I like, Oh, you didn't want to put your mouth on it. Absolutely not. Okay. Like, he, like notorious fuck okay. boy. And so, um, yeah, it was just, it was, um, it was strategy. How do you feel? Kick? Uh, need a drink. When it's over 10 years ago, I don't bother. you can be like... I've had this story before. Well, also, yeah. when you... Hi, you're both humans. You both have had sex with people before you met each other. It happened. Are you uh, and Peter aware of that, too? Uh, well, I was a virgin until my <laughs> wedding day. Uh, before we move into uh, anything else, we, we talked about villains. We talked about Michaela and Kick's villains. We have not yet talked about your villain. We've uh, my villain is myself. Oh God, Lord knows. <laughs> um, no, honestly, yes. We, we've talked so much about Argentina on this podcast, and I am very curious to know about your, the two of you, and your experience with Argentina. Did you see him as this little like fun hating rain cloud <laughs> sex monster like Mike? Did? <laughs> he was one of those people that actually. In ways, you're kind of similar. You and Mike and, How and Argentina. Hang fucking on, hang on, dare you? Hang on. His moods, his his whatever mood he was in was infectious, and he would have really high highs. He would be the life of the party. Yeah. When? Yeah, I remember him in the in the dressing room, like telling his stories and like dancing around, and everyone dying laughing. And he like people loved him. Hmm. And when he was, but when he was in a sour mood, he also spread that mood. Like he was one of those people, you know, that would just emanate like whatever they were feeling and would catch on. And so for you, more often than not, it was negative. I would get that sometimes, but not living with him. I didn't see all the negative, Mm -hmm. but 
he was one of those very like hot or cold people. So you live with me now. Um, does my little does my little fucking rain cloud bother you? <laughs> if you're if you're if you're really down, it's infectious. Yeah, like mm. you have one of those personalities, and when you're when you're like on a high, it's also very infectious. It has been great having Michaela on the show. <laughs> <laughs> It's also been great living here. Um, this no, is how I get Michael to move. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting, actually. Yeah, I tried to. I mean, I can only write in the journal from my point of view, so I do remember that. Now that you say it, like people did like him, which is what was so confusing to me because yeah. he was just so fucking gray all the time, but I guess I just brought out the best in him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what this is about you. He probably, he, he's someone who needed to have his own space, mm, like yeah. to have his moments to be very, very dark so that when he went out into the world, he was light, and, but instead you were there for all of the darkness. Sure, despite his hatred of light. I have a good memory of him, and so, it was on the first day that we signed on the cruise ship, oh. and we were sitting in the, in the staff mess, and... Dining hall. I noticed Kick at another table, but we hadn't said, we hadn't spoken. Yeah. And Argentina like looks at me after I had just glanced over at him and was like, you, him, you're going to be together. <gasps> he pointed to Christian yeah. and said to you. And said to me, you're going to be together. And you and Christian hadn't spoken yet. We hadn't spoken. Never met. We hadn't even probably made eye contact. That's, that is a fun memory. It's crazy. Oh, so we can really credit Argentina with this entire situation. <laughs> <laughs> Kick, do you have any memories of him? Uh, so I agree with Michaela, and that like he his highs were high. I think Mike mentioned in a previous episode about him doing the odds auction things, like uh, uh, he yeah. would help out with the odds auction. I would do that with him as well, like setting up auctions and moving stuff. And he was funny; he had a good sense of humor. Mm. Um, and did you guys know that uh, he and Mike were porking? Yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah. What did you know? <laughs> <laughs> I knew of it because of people talking, but I. Didn't you really... also were a very paper thin wall away from us fucking. No, I never heard you fucking. Oh. I never. I'm known for my quiet sex. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is all often compared to uh, a dead fish during sex, and, and he's proud of that. I pride myself on yeah. that. As you were saying, <laughs> but towards like the middle to towards the end, like when you were already doing it a lot, we knew that when Michael wasn't around, he's probably poking. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna come back smelling like Argentinian dick. How many more times can we say pork on this podcast? <laughs> pork, pork, pork. Bunch of vegans. Bunch of vegans around. Did a table. you ever say how you told me? I don't think so. So I found out. <laughs> Is he like smell my breath? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> we were in rehearsals, and I was I was having a bad day. You'd gone to the hospital for something. Oh, you were having yes. Like, I was having really bad acid reflux. Kidney stone. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> kidney stone. Uh, you're pretty much a doctor. Please you continue. Broke collarbone, <laughs> right? Heart attack? I don't know. Something a little. So I was having a rough day, and Michael, like, takes me, he, like, took me out into, like, the hallway, and you were like, okay, I've been saving this for when I needed to cheer you up. I've been fucking Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I fell on the floor. Fell over, yeah. It had, it had been... I mean, uh, can you imagine that nowadays it was at least three weeks of us yes, fucking? At least. You did that to me multiple times. You what? have Yes, you have, like, hidden information and about who you were having sex with and then, like, waited, like, decided when you wanted to share it with me. And that's why I brought you here. <laughs> <laughs> so Christian and I... <laughs> oh, I knew that. <laughs> You've done this to me multiple times. Okay, maybe twice if you're talking about 
the same this is the same time period and it's a guy we've mentioned before this was the huge the guy who was huge all over huge all over mm. and we hooked up in our like friend's room he let well, us let's hear it from the original what happened was i got it in my head that i was gonna be uh ballsy that night and i was like i'm gonna go fuck this guy there was this like really hot dude um from the previous cast who was still on the ship was he hot so hot huge like huge um wait he was a huge man all all over like Ooh. like six five broad shoulders jacked and i was like um i will not be able to receive you <laughs> so i it happened i didn't tell anybody um and then Toward the end of the contract, Kick and I were hanging out a lot, and we went on a walk. I remember I told him about B and a bunch of stuff, and I also told him about that guy, the huge guy we just referenced, and I didn't tell you. And then I think maybe a month later, when Kick was leaving, you found we said I said it to you. I said that I had told Kick, and you were aghast that he had some knowledge that you did not have. Yeah, <laughs> that was a big uh-huh. part of our relationship. <laughs> though we, you, you gave me that. I was the only one that knew, and you trusted me. I was like, oh, I have a secret of Michael's. <laughs> I, would, I picture this in my head as you are Jack Dawson. He's and pointing at Kick. Yeah, Kick is Jack Dawson. Mike is Rose DeWitt Bucater, and they're strolling the deck arm in arm. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking You're about. You're the that only scene person in the world who sun- knows the Titanic last names, everyone, because nobody got that. I had no idea what he was talking oh, about. Oh, sorry. So Jack and Rose from Titanic. Got it, got and it. when they're strolling the deck um, after the night they met in the sunshine, they're getting to know each other, you know, kind of arm in arm. Aww. And it gets it gets kind of cute. I That's how I picture this moment, except a little bit gayer and straighter. Are we going to watch Titanic tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a spare 14 hours. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to sit here in my fantasy. Please continue. <laughs> you only did that. You, you only did him once, right? It was, one, it was oh. your classic... Night before leaving. Ah, uh, yes. Like, he was about to sign off, and you, you, like, finally, like, you took your shot, and you did it. Are you referring to... I love to, like, uh, hook up with people at, like, the end of something, like, when I know I'm gonna, like, the end of a contract, or the end of school, sure. or whatever, when I know I'm gonna be leaving them and never have to see them again. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Guys, I feel like we have so much more to talk about. This is fun. Would Let's keep going. Let's do it again sometime. Well, I have a question. Would you mind if we... <laughs> extended this into a part B when you guys stick around for a little bit for some more frivolity that maybe we can release later this week. Well, it's my own home, so I'm here. We're really holding them hostage at their own house here. (laughs) Would you guys mind if I don't uncuff you until... (laughs) (laughs) It'd be my honor. We're having too much fun. That's settled. We are having a part B that we're going to drop. We'll let you know later this week. Yeah, just stay... Stay tuned on social media, and we'll we'll drop another hot ep in your ear holes here in the next few days. Ew. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> kind of way is that to say that? <laughs> okay, so I guess we're going to leave it there for now and uh, come back and finish our epic interview, interview our, our Bravo-style reunion with a Part B. So if you want to find more of my best friend's journal for now, Kick, where can they find us? At MBFJ Podcast on all social media. <gasps> well done. And where can they email us? Um, my best friends journal, uh, dot com. My best friends journal dot com. <laughs> Just put that right in your email. It'll find us. <laughs> my best friends journal at gmail.com. It was a valiant to, effort. Just listen to every episode, uh, by I the know, way. I know. I know. He's heard yeah. this at least 20 times. Well, 19 times. And now the people know our website. So we don't have to say that. Thank you so much. <laughs> and Michaela, always remember. Use lube. Thank you. Sound advice. Stick around for part B. Ba 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 